Hello, folks. It's Brigham Young Money, and it's Kyle here, your sweet dear friend named Kyle. And we've got Greg. Greg, say hello. 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 And we have another dear friend, and his name is not Jordan because it's not a he, it's a girl, and her name is Madison. Hello. Hi, I'm here to, you know, help you guys pass a Bechdel test. Damn, that's honestly, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Except we, we could we could only talk to you about other women, and then yeah. we could fail it if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, most goes? of my conversations can't pass what are a Bechdel women? test. So. That's right. You know, good question. I ask myself that. Yeah, so this is... I'm this progressive, is your... and I think that gender is nothing but a construct. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that was, that was wow. well put. That was beautiful, Greg. Drinking Essentia, too. Um, this is Madison Tate. She's on Twitter. She's... Uh, um, how can I describe you? I'm You're, on Twitter. <laughs> you, well, that's like yeah. your handle yeah. on Twitter also. Yeah, no, I, I'm just saying that I'm on Twitter. I think that that's... She's online. <laughs> She's uh, New York's favorite communist from Utah. Um that's a pretty. That's a pretty good description, right? Yeah. And you're sitting in front of a nice uh, bed, um, whatever it's called, headboard. Bed frame. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I am an adult who owns a bed frame that was definitely intended for like a preteen girl, but you know that that one could go either way. I could see it being like a like an old woman's bed or a preteen bed. That's, this is actually that's what I thought. It's a recurring yeah. theme on the podcast because I'm pretty sure Tony Jones also has the same bed and he recorded he? in his bed when he was with us. He recorded like incredibly unclothed under, under and his, under his covers with like his microphone up to his mouth. Yeah, what the hell was up with that? That man was like <laughs> under three layers of sheets. Tony is yeah. nothing but a man of comfort. That's right. Yeah. That was really nice of him. I'm only in my room because I live in a Manhattan apartment. So, you know, walls are thin. I was like, this is going to be the most quiet spot. However, it's also freezing in my room because I live in a Manhattan apartment. And uh, big, okay, what, just all these flexes, heating. huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the flex is that there is like no heating in my room, despite what my landlord tells me. Damn, so, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome that they can yeah. just say that. Big city living, guys. Really glamorous Fuck, it's as here. glamorous as it gets. Yeah. Speaking, yeah. So before we start recording, Greg was about to tell a story about a polar vortex that he experienced, and I'm not yeah. familiar with what a polar vortex is. It's so the, explain to me. I, I am not a scientist, nor am I a meteorologist, nor am I uh, a smart man by any stretch of the imagination. So the only way that I can fully describe the polar vortex is the coldest fucking thing I've ever experienced in my entire okay. life. As in like it doesn't – it did not matter if I was dressed like the little child from the Christmas story with just like layers upon layers. Which is cute. I was just – everything was cold like into my soul. It was the first time in the four, in in forty years that the Schuylkill River froze, and I just I just remember that, like that waiting sounds like to, a big deal, and I'll take your word for it. it you should. The Schuylkill River is is a huge deal. Okay. Many people drown in it every year. <laughs> that's 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 good. Any that's cars where, stuck in there? I saw the. I, I, was, I don't I was, think it's it's it doesn't have the Niagara Fall cachet, but you know, damn, Philly's working on it. You know, it's it's a it's a blue collar town. How's uh is are we reaching polar vortex territory in New York, Madison? Or no? 
Um, I don't think so. Uh, I think the fact that I, I honestly am getting anxiety at this point that it is not colder in New York because I'm just watching the climate crisis unfold in front of me. Feels However, good, yeah. Yeah. However, it is, it's cold enough to make me uncomfortable as a Utahan born and bred, somebody who is not accustomed to, um, having like a wet cold because Utah's drier, you know, the humidity oh, thing yeah. is, the it's, humidity. it's the fucking worst. Yeah. And it like seeps through your clothing. So it permeates. I'm to, it permeates. It really does. Um, and I'm used to being able, because in Utah, I could still dress in my usual kind of like, you know, hoe attire all year round and just throw a coat on and be great. That was it. Here I'm like actually cold if I am just wearing like my usual see-through clothing and a coat over it. I, I'm not used to this layering thing and I don't like it. Not, not a fan. We are it's, now a weather um, podcast. Yeah. Yes. The only way I, I know <laughs> I the weather, the weather guys. I didn't know what it like, what the deal was back East, but I, here's how I knew it was cold in New York and it wasn't cause you just told me it was because I'm trying to get rid of like a ton of clothes and I had this really nice coat that doesn't fit me. So I sold it on Depop and the guy who was buying it, he's like, Hey, how soon can you ship this? It's really fucking cold in New York. And I was like tomorrow. And that was yesterday. And I sent it to him today. So man of my word. And I also knew the weather because of that sweet gentleman who I don't know his name, but it was on a shipping label that I saw putting a lot of, a lot of trust in that. Um, That's right. He could have lied. He could have been lying to me, to be honest, honestly, but yeah, you're putting a lot of trust in the supply chain, man. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was the, it's the postal service. I'm, I, I think, um, I trust them enough to get it, to get that, that uh that park to him in the as soon as soon as possible so yeah we'll see um that anyway but thank you for confirming that it's cold i'm uh <laughs> yeah the it was like 50 to 60 to 65 degrees like all of november here which was awesome it felt great uh just felt felt good to be alive no existential dread over here um, oh, it is currently 36 degrees here. I just nice the temperature. So it's probably like what it is here. I don't know. Yeah. 29. Okay. All right. We're, yeah, we're in. Finally, in better, finally returns, beating right? New York at something. I know. Yeah. So don't worry. We'll we'll get you back though. We're New York strong here. So that's right. Do they say that? I thought. Wait. Or is it Boston strong? Who has I mean, the strong one? No, New York strong is like a. Oh, I say this as if I am like a New Yorker and I know, but, um, that's a pretty good accent, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. I have a whole degree in theater that taught me how to do these things. <laughs> um, I'm not deeply right in debt. Yeah, yeah. The debt is worth it guys. But, um, yeah, no, that's like a thing. I, it's probably predates this, but I know it particularly from COVID and how we were going to come back and we're going to get through this because we're New York strong. We're New York oh, tough and all that jazz. I can hear Cuomo saying that now in my brain. Yeah. I I am trans. I, I am trans. I'm I am a Muslim. <laughs> I am quite strong. I am also alone and I wish that you would feel my biceps. Remember when... <laughs> I'm a predator. Yeah. Yeah. I am, Remember when I the am brother... A, I am uh, a predator. <laughs> Remember when the brother was caught on camera? Was he? Did he say the n word in defense of Italian against Italian slurs? I can't remember. Do you do you remember that? Do you remember when he like maybe he said maybe he didn't say the n word? Maybe he said don't call like somebody called him an anti-Italian slur. But it oh, wasn't it was the whole Fredo thing. Fredo, and then he said that's like calling a black person. Yeah, the yeah. 
That was one of the underrated uh, incredible conflation. Personally, um, as somebody who is partially Italian American, I like it when people, you know, use some Italian slurs against me. It's because they're they're clocking me right, you know. Like, I appreciate it. That's I, honestly a good way of looking at it. Yeah. 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 They're well, seeing past the bleached hair and they're like, this girl, I know that she's, you know, that kind of <laughs> degenerate. So, no, she's got some of that. Like, nobody can see what I'm doing. The, Gabagool. The Gabagool. She's they doing the, the hands. Yeah. Much of way hands. But, yeah. Yeah. Big, big yeah. Sopranos podcast. You guys, we could just do a Sopranos yeah. episode. We should just do a yeah. Sopranos episode. I really want to talk about how Christopher Moltisanti would be the like the number one uh, Sopranos character into QAnon. Ooh. Oh, for sure. Because oh yeah. Paul, I like I, everybody that. says Polly, but I, I, I have to reject that because I think that like everybody, Polly would you not. conversations with? I put it out on Twitter a couple months ago oh, okay. and everyone kept I saying – Everyone kept saying Polly, and I said no because he would not be online enough. Yeah, Polly doesn't trust the internet enough. Yeah, plus like yeah. he's yeah like, and he's and he's so like hypochondriac. Oh, maybe yeah, he's such a hypochondriac too that like of course he's gonna actually like believe in COVID and and like everything yeah. that's tangential Ooh, yeah. to QAnon. Like it it doesn't work with his character. Meanwhile, Christopher is a growable dumbass and will absolutely mm-hmm. be online enough. To like fall oh, into yeah. some sort of like far right New Jersey Facebook page and like all of a sudden go to Tone and be like, they're they're eating babies, Tone. I, I actually have a really funny story have about you heard Sopranos. Of pizza Tone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, just like randomly, I, I, in the, uh, my group of friends, uh, somebody texted me and some other people said, "Hey, we should get our friend if if we got like a cameo." from someone on the Sopranos, uh, for our other friend, like for Christmas, would you chip in? And I was like, absolutely. It was like a black Friday cameo sale. It was like, Mm -hmm. it was a great deal. So we got, so I like send off like $10 or something. And then like literally 20 minutes later, I receive a video back that was already purchased and made by the guy who plays Vito, on the Sopranos for my friends, which Incredible we're going to show in the video tomorrow, and I'm really excited. But um, it is so good. So he like we paid him, and he like made it so fast, and it was also like six minutes long. Like it was way too long, oh, wow. but in like the best way. And it is it is spectacular. So uh, this is a plug for um, Joseph R. Ganascoli's uh, cameo account. The man the the man puts out gold. So if you're if you have a if you have a soprano Sopranos liking family member and want a late Christmas gift, this um, this isn't going to come out before Christmas probably, but maybe a, maybe a New Year's gift, maybe Hanukkah. I don't know when Hanukkah ends. I'm Hanukkah honestly not ended. sure. <laughs> Fuck me then. Well, <laughs> it never uh, ends in our hearts. <laughs> if you want one for next Hanukkah, or you'd like. Or what's uh, what's another good holiday? I'm not going to say for Christopher Columbus Day because Valentine's you know, Day. If you uh, want for Valentine's Day, honestly, yeah. Valentine's Day would be a good one. Anyway, you get one from Vito because uh, it's great. But he mentions the Sopranos. He's a uh, just a good guy. He talked a lot about the Utah Jazz also in his uh, cameo because he knew Dylan, my friend, was from Utah, so he was like going on about the Jazz. <laughs> so anyway, love cameo, I- great app. I will let you know one of my few other claims to fame outside of, you know, criminality and Twitter um, is I made a series of TikToks 
that are what Sopranos characters would be into pegging. And I, was inter- <laughs> <laughs> and I was interviewed for Mel Magazine. Were you really? Um, oh my yeah, God. Wow. About Sopranos characters and pegging. And um, yeah, so I like to think of myself as something of an aficionado. Damn. That's crazy. I mean, it's crazy that you decided to drop that fame and turn to a life of crime. But like that was a little spoiler for what we're going to talk about later. But actually, it's I just... think if you watch enough of The Sopranos, it makes total sense that you well, would do that. Yeah, I meant specifically TikTok fame. But yeah, I definitely I agree with The Sopranos crime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, uh, at some point when you're part of the media, you just become a criminal. That is true. I hope somebody kills us before we get to that point. <laughs> I would like to be a martyr for this podcast. Hell yes. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be funny really? if like a Desnat guy like killed me, honestly. <laughs> I probably can't get in trouble for like imagining threats against myself, right? Probably I not. don't know. We're going to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will. Anyway, but before we, I know Madison kind of spoiled a little bit of what we we're going to talk about, which is, of course, her esteemed alleged life of crime. Um, <laughs> but Greg's going to go through. We, we don't have any... Uh, we, we're not like focusing on one big topic today other than that, but Greg's going to walk us through, uh, his, his favorite segment where he makes everyone feel good. The hell and I think I'm ready to feel good. So let's fucking feel good. So let's, let's go first one. This is why we can't have nice things. So last week, you know, the house passed a $768 billion defense budget by a vote of 363 to 70, which is 30 billion more than Trump's record defense budget last year. And also 24 billion more than what Biden requested. Um, the U S military is the biggest polluter, uh, or is a bigger polluter than over 140 countries and uh, the leading contributor to climate change, which fucking rules when you juxtapose this against what Jen Psaki said a couple weeks ago, that we couldn't afford to send everyone in America a fucking rapid test. Dude, honestly, so I know she said that and now I'm starting to think that like they literally couldn't have because they like aren't there aren't any enough in existence anymore. Like they destroyed them or whatever. And they're. I know you were you were mentioning I can't remember if we had started recording yet, Madison, but like the amount of COVID that's in New York right now. And I just keep hearing all these like people tell stories about waiting like two to four hours in line to try to get a COVID test. Yeah, there's um uh right outside my apartment, there is like people just set up COVID testing. I don't know, it's some company that does it. Random COVID tests on the street. And yeah. I will see like a handful of people buy them normally when I walk by. But the other day, um, the other day, like two days ago, I walked by and just this line wrapping around the block. Um, and it's and it was pretty cold too, and it's getting pretty late. And yeah, that's that's most of New York. Um, I'm currently a little paranoid because like I work in a restaurant. And something like ten of my coworkers um, have COVID. Yeah, right now. yeah. And so for me, I'm sitting there, and I'm you know I'm double masking at work and doing what I can, but it doesn't doesn't change too much. It feels very much like a um, not if. Yeah, it's not if. It's a when for when I inevitably yeah. have COVID for a second time. So oh, you already had it. Okay, wait. Yeah, how long ago did yeah. you have it? I had it in April, and it was between my vaccine doses, and oh, it was no. also. Yeah, I got it at an outbreak during an outbreak at my retail job. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm like, I have no idea how I haven't gotten it yet. It's I'm like, I'm I'm pretty much convinced it's going to happen in the next two weeks. But I'm just like, I don't know what's I've been directly exposed like 
at least 10 times where like I was with someone and then they were like the next day, Oh yeah, I have COVID today. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) well, cool. Fun. So, and I don't, and I don't even work in a restaurant, but yeah. So that's a Greg, I don't know. I don't know about you, man, but that sounds like a lot of money for, uh, for a bunch of defense stuff for wars. We're supposedly not fighting anymore, but that's why we can't have nice things. Like I said, you know, our fucking healthcare money goes to bombing Brown children in poor countries. Yeah, I uh, I was listening recently to or like or earlier today, I was listening to like a podcast that was recorded during like the height of the Kirsten Cinema stuff. And I was just like, I hate her so much. Sick, man. Well, it's sick how like nothing changed since then. And that nothing. was like six months ago or something. Like I was I, just like, wow. I tweeted out today like, that like Biden. Yeah, we yeah. should have really seen the writing on the wall when it came to like the res- American response to mass shootings. Well, yeah, that was kind of how and it like, defined. That was kind of like the precursor to all of this, and like obviously we know that now in retrospect. But like when a bunch of like first graders got massacred, you know, or like Pulse nightclub yeah. or Vegas or you know the just laundry list of fucking mass shootings in this country did absolutely nothing to curb those math deaths. Like we should have known that's what was exactly the the response that was going to happen regarding the COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I I was going to bring, I'm going to bring something else up, but you have another item here. That's another Joe Biden thing after the, after the next one. So I'll, I'll, I'll wait a moment. I can actually, I'll just go into that one. Okay. Um, We'll just play the hits. We'll just switch things up. So after making one of his big campaign promises or making it one of his big campaign promises, Joe Biden isn't going to extend the student loan relief. Um, but, you know, we all have that 16 cents that we saved on the 4th of July meal. Um, yeah. And, and I lo- loved the texts that everyone was getting for those, too. Yeah. I, like, I don't have student loans because I didn't like I didn't finish college or anything. So I. I'm debt lo- I'm debt free as far as student loans go, but like all my friends who have student loans all received like a, an ominous text message that's like, "Hey, by the way, this is all kicking back in soon." I yeah, yeah. I, I've received so many emails from them so far. That's like, "Hey, Madison, just a reminder: like your student loans, you need to start paying those." And like, I'm that's cute. That's cute. You think we're gonna do that? Um, and. Everyone just, up with, yeah. yeah, just yeah. don't fucking pay them. What are they going to do? Just don't pay them. Don't yeah, fucking they, pay what them. What are they going to do? Yeah, no, they, I have received probably more contacts from like the U.S. Department, whoever the hell it is that is trying to collect on my student loans and Nelnet. Um, I've probably received more communication from them in this past week or two weeks regarding my student loans than like I speak to my family in an entire year. That is it's probably it's I, I don't know maybe yeah love to really see it sounds okay. like you just made yeah. a new friend <laughs> I know honestly I'm like wow why are you so obsessed with me Mariah Carey <laughs> they song. saw you TikToks they're like yo we saw you on TikTok <laughs> we saw I'm you tr- <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to slide it some uh you're getting that fake that 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 pretty <laughs> fake news media money you got to pay it back now that's nice yes. yeah um, they're like oh hey Madison we see you make TikToks about pegging we have some questions about that this is sure to put a peg in your bank account madison 
Anyway, Greg, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so like, I mean, really, the one thing that uh, Biden has kept his promise on is the the statement that nothing will fundamentally change. Um, and I'm just gonna say, like, 2022 is shaping up to just be an absolute fucking bloodbath. And it, yeah. it, it kind of feels like this is what the, the Democrats want. Like they're they're playing to lose right now. There's no other fucking explanation. Just a, like the biggest losers on the planet. You know what's crazy is I, I – so I was thinking about this a lot lately. I can't decide I, – like I, I, I can definitely be easily convinced of that. Um, like the we hate ourselves, we can't govern thing, like we don't want to. But I also think that they might also just be really stupid and bad. Like – like just bad at this and also yeah. really dumb. Like I, what's her face? Like laughing about the idea of free tests. Yeah. Is, Jen Psaki. She dropped yeah, so it's bomb on us all. Like, yeah. So it's obviously like horrific and like ridiculous, but it's also like, why would you do that? Unless you like are actually bad at this <laughs> or like actually stupid. Yeah. And I think yeah. that they genuinely think that they might've given it their best go. Um, and they genuinely also think that like uh, government is not a mechanism in order to actually like in f- for change, right? Like yeah. I think that there yeah. is a, a a considerable amount of Democrats that don't believe that to be the case. Like I mean, you have the House caucus or the like the House leader talking about like defending their right to participate in the free market and stocks, like. We they love insider trading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's <laughs> we're going to make nuts. all the rules and we're going to play the game. It's like one of the most crazy things ever. I don't know. I just honestly think they're just really stupid, and um, we all get to just watch them fail. It's it's pretty yeah. fun. It it feels it's very feature not bug to me when it comes to the yeah. Democratic Party because there are really no ramifications for them sure. at the end of the day whether or not they actually do their job because that's not necessarily it I feel this this incom- like uh, people love to deride them you know um, a lot of even well meaning liberals for being like oh they're so incompetent why aren't they doing these things why aren't they doing these things it's like well they don't have to that's just yeah. all it comes yeah. down to like that this incompetence is very much like built into the system and they're re- being rewarded for it and we're watching it because th- all these people essentially just get to fail upwards to better jobs and higher elected positions it's pretty nuts yeah yeah and this i mean i, I guess i kind of brought it up prematurely but the build back better bill is also dead now yeah. because totally dead. definitely Joe Manchin's fault. But like this was, I mean, this was always going to be the outcome because they couldn't pass, like initially they were trying to pass this with the infrastructure bill and they were like, we won't do one without the other, like the progressive caucus or whatever. And then they're, they're like, okay, fine. Like we'll just do the infrastructure bill, which was everything was just like whittled down like crazy. And then of course, like this was going to be outcome where they can't pass the other thing. And they also like recently like the parliamentarian block like voting rights legislation and like that was on top of like the minimum wage which is also to say that like they could just overrule the parliamentarian and i it to go along with what i was saying i i honestly think they genuinely think that they're doing a peep the people of service simply by being knowledgeable or that they know that people are going through a tough time or or struggling like when kamala harris was on charlamagne the god show the other day and there was the thing that kept getting played about like the joe mansion 
like who's really the president she like kind of freaks out and simone sanders tries to stop it or whatever but the other thing that was in that interview was when he talks about like why they didn't just do the student loan like the ten thousand that biden promised and she was like like i know about this issue i like i know about it like i know that people care about this i was like okay (laughs) that's worth nothing apparently like that's worse than that's worse than not that's worse than doing nothing because you're just acknowledging that you're bearing witness to people's like pain and you're like have other power to do something about it, but you won't. So I, it's, it's just nuts. Like they are just, they think there's like virtue in simply acknowledging someone's suffering and then being like, Oh, well, you know, they got in the way, the rules got in the way, even though they don't have to, they don't have to play by the fucking rules. rules. Yeah. Anyway, hey. and also the rules allow them to override the parliamentarians, so they can really do like a lot of the shit that they said they wanted to do. But they're putting it. the obstacles in the way on purpose. And tripping. Yeah, I'm going to just rules. go through these really quickly. So sure. We can, we'll just. Sorry. No, it's all good. We got a we got a lot to say. We haven't we haven't done an episode in a minute. So. um if people haven't heard, uh, the U.S. government won its bid to overturn a block on the extradition of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange from Britain um, to face trial for publishing classified military documents that exposed American war crimes and imperialism. If he's convicted, he will face up to 175 years in prison. And if people haven't been following the story, apparently Assange suffered a stroke uh, yeah. last week so he is in he is in very dire straits he's like certainly to be convic- convicted right yeah it's almost it's almost a guarantee and like you can just go ahead and just put a fucking nail in the coffin when it comes to like freedom of the press in this country like not that there was a whole lot of freedom to begin with but this is kind of it kind of feels like the death knell it also feels incredibly ominous that like there's not a whole lot of people talking about this. And if people are talking about it, it's simply like focusing on how terrible of a person Assange is. And he's the reason we got Trump and blah, blah, blah. Suck my dick from the back. Yeah. They used to say like there were troops that died because of his yeah. with you, which was so funny. And yeah, like, he's, yeah, he's a traitor. Yeah. People yeah. died because of him. Um, yeah. And then we got to talk about the tornadoes, of course. Um, at least five states were hit in a string of deadly tornadoes uh, over the weekend. Uh, Arkansas, yeah, one of the Illinois. Paths of those tornadoes was like 300 miles. Yeah. Or it whatever. was absolutely insane. Like, case in point for fucking climate change, your stupid, shitty uncle can shut up. Um, but yeah, the death toll alone in Kentucky is like close to 100. There are still areas without power. There were uh, at least six people who died and several others at a, at an Amazon facility in Edwardsville, Illinois, and dozens or, or what was it, like eight, eight or ten people or something like that who died uh, at a yeah. Kentucky candle factory. They, like they were literally forced to work in the middle of this like – torrential horrible tornado and it's just like again it's just another case of like capital being above all and the only thing that really matters is the dollar at the end of the day like they literally sacrificed workers so that like they could crank out a little bit more during the holidays but yeah and like you know the word of the day seems to kind of be juxtaposition and when you you think about those workers in Edwardsville, Illinois, who lost their lives, and then you 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 rewind the tape back a few months and, and 
see that fucking video of Jeff Bezos to like thanking his workers so that he could go on a fucking joyride yeah, to space. Like, I, yeah. Like if that alone, like doesn't radicalize you, I, I don't know what will. It's just like, it is, it is peak, peak capitalism. Madison, did you live in New York when you probably did when like all those like floods were happening? Oh yeah. That, yeah. Was that this was, year? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually at work when that happened. Um, Jesus. and there was a wedding going on. The restaurant I work at has, is very large. We'll throw a lot of events and, um, a wedding got entirely like flooded out during the hurricane, but, and the bride was like freaking out and was so mad that God forbid these servers were coming in because of how we have to walk around. Oh, it was, no. You'd have to go through the rain and those servers, God forbid, were like dripping wet. Uh, yeah. And she was upset of like about how it looked and that all these things were flooding. And yeah. So anyway, um, then meanwhile, all of us are like, how are we going to get home tonight? We don't oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my yeah, so, I, That was like another example of like when like, I mean... I don't know who got time off for that, but like, like there was more like mass, like, uh, injuries and flooding or whatever at an Amazon warehouse. And I can't remember where in New York it was, but it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, we have like forecasts and stuff and tornadoes don't just appear out of nowhere and hurricanes don't either. Like, but just, there's zero, uh, willingness to be like, yeah, people, maybe our employees should not come to work today. They should come into this um, Amazon warehouse or any other place. And uh, But how will people get their treats? Yeah. I mean, what's so, what's, what's so crazy to me about that is like, I, I, I really wonder if, I mean, if you, if you like polled Americans, like everyone in this country and we're, and we're like, Hey, uh, if you, you ordered something from Amazon, it's going to be one day late or two days late in order to like, let our employees not work during a hurricane or a tornado. I would think like almost everyone is okay with that, but just, it's like so automated and like, so you can't fuck with the algorithm, man. Yeah. Like it's, it's great. Like, I don't think that, I mean, I know this country is like uniquely fucked up, but like. I think there are, I think most, the vast majority of Americans would be like, oh yeah, that's fine if my package is like a day late or two days late if the, like a warehouse closes because of a hurricane. But it's just crazy that there's just like still like zero consideration for that at all. And there was like that guy who heard their, te- him him and his like wife or girlfriend's texts went viral from him saying that Amazon wouldn't let him leave and he died and like he has like four kids or whatever. Um yeah, it's just fucking nuts, man. I uh, I don't know. It's it's pretty it's pretty sick. Oh, and I was also reading that um, a lot of the workers who either got injured or died in that Amazon warehouse are contractors, so they have even fewer protections, like in response to like what took place, than just normal Amazon employees. So, just the nice little sandwich of uh, escaping liability there for Amazon. Um, uh, since since we're talking about Amazon, one thing I will point out. Um, I had the honor of once serving Jeff Bezos live in flesh. No shit. Yeah. He and his family. um, And they all talked about how much they loved Squid Game. And that is the one thing that really stood out recently. Yeah. This was very recent. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They they love Squid Game, all of them. And they were just going on about 
how fabulous. I remember them throwing out the word fabulous a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is that is making is. me physically ill. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like it was when I freaked out about Ted Lasso, not to do that again. But I'm just saying, like, it doesn't. Uh, it's just another good example of how, like, quite literally, politics are not downstream from like culture like that. Like, people can. Like bad people can watch Ted Lasso or whatever, and Obama can watch the Obama, boys. Yeah, Obama loves the boys. Yeah, and like Jeff Bezos can just unironically like Squid Game and think it's great because it's it's it, either that or like it wouldn't put like it would not surprise me at all because Obama is such a narcissist that if he just like had a bunch of fucking staffers just like yeah. oh hello uh staffer. Uh, I was wondering if you could uh, write my 20, uh, 21 recap. Uh, I've heard that uh, Olivia uh, Rodrigo girl. Great. Please put her in. We need to ban the lists. I can't can't do the list. Yeah. yeah, That that is like former president shouldn't be like Buzzfeed writers. Yeah. And like the Bezos's should not be talking about. They shouldn't be in public. I don't I don't want them to be. They should not know a moment's peace. Well, Bezos, no. mansion, cinema, the fucking lot of them. It's just, but to also just, that's so embarrassing. Like, they can like Squid Game, whatever. And if they honestly think that there's no self respect, uh, introspection there, like, whatever. But uh, to be in public talking about that is like so disgusting. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I will also like okay self awareness. I'm sorry to like make this all about this, but self awareness isn't necessarily his high. I don't know his forte. Right. Um, I had to bear witness also to that man uh, getting like flirty and caressing and getting a horny for his girlfriend, the woman he left his wife for. If yeah. you read any of those sets. I saw a live girl. The real girl? Yeah, I saw her. She's alive. Um, and oh, sex were like super weird too. They were super yeah. weird too. Um, and yeah, I he did this like in front of his own children during brunch. It's fucking brunch. That was daytime? It, it was on. daytime too, yeah. Um, Come on, Jeff. You can't so, be horny in the daytime. <laughs> no, God. Yeah, or if you're going to be horny in the respect. daytime, keep it on Twitter like the rest of us do. So, <laughs> Yeah, just keep it. In, if you're going to be horny is, in That day, is horny on Main Street. You can't be <laughs> yeah. horny in, at the daytime, especially like at a restaurant or in front of your kids. That's that's for sure. Yeah, you can't be horny in front of your kids. As, as yeah, like what is the, that, man? The resident dad on this podcast, that is that is right up there. That is that is like top three rule. When it comes yeah. to like dad protocol, that's, that's sicko behavior. Yeah. That's yeah. absolute. We've got, we've got a, okay. Well, we've got a hot take here. Uh, seal of approval from Brigham Young Money that Jeff Bezos is a sicko. Uh, so yeah. Just right you can, outside your window saying, ha ha ha. Yes. That's right. Absolute sicko. All right. But yeah, man, the tornado shit sucks. It's just, I mean, like, of course there's the whole like climate change aspect, but just like seriously that we can't let people be safe instead of making him work even if like say that the tornado didn't amount to anything and it didn't like damage a ton of like come on <laughs> it's just diseased nation stuff for real but yep pretty pretty great anyway greg yeah uh i'm gonna end this on a good note 
because we need some good news in our lives. Um, so last week, Buffalo Starbucks workers, uh, that is Buffalo, New York, you know, one of the great, one of the great states in the union, um, Buffalo Starbucks workers formed and voted for a union. So good for them. That has officially been ratified. The, um, there are a few locations in Buffalo, yeah, that are, are officially nice. unionized. And then uh, a couple of days ago, Chile elected uh, socialist Gabriel or Gabriel Boricas. I don't know how to say that correctly, but he's their new president. You know, he's and, a Deftones guy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see him in like? <laughs> shout yeah, out! Yeah, shout funny. out to Brian. He's got to be stoked for that. Yeah, I think he's moving to Chile, to Chile for that. He should. Um, Hell yeah. He can do yeah, – yeah, they can do their new metal podcast live from Santiago. That would be great. And also, I was uh, – there was just like really funny media stories coming out of like in response to that. Like, Dude, they, they fucking – they interviewed a Pinochet. <laughs> yeah, Pinochet is like <laughs> – some like relative who's like going to some training in Arlington right now. I, of course, I, I, saw, his, I, I saw it on his LinkedIn. <laughs> Actually, when I when I read the news and I told I told my wife about it. My wife. Um, there we go. <clears throat> yes. Say it with respect. I do. Yeah, Love no, that no, woman. I was, I, no, my wife. That is my wife. Yeah, that is saying yeah. it with respect. Yeah, yeah and she we sent were, me you really know, nice She was like, "Oh, that's great," and I was like, "I wonder how long it's going to take for the coup to set in." <laughs> well, yeah, and also the the guy that he was up against, um, I can't remember his name, but his his the way he got to Chile is because his grandfather was an escaped Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> and so there was like there were questions, of course, like a socialist win. So they're like, "What does this mean for all of the Jews in Chile?" <laughs> they're like, "Oh, are they going to have to escape Chile now that a socialist has been elected?" president and then they're like he was literally up against a, like an Nazis actual actual nazi <laughs> who were seen as being more friendly to israel i guess at this point which i don't know what that you can take from that what you want but anyway so to get to our uh main segment it's this is the true crime podcast that you've all come to know and love we, greg what other true crime episodes have we done other than mads right before she was arrested <laughs> i don't know we're mad about mads apparently mad about, this, have we done other i feel like we've other done done some other crime but this is a I true mean, crime we've, podcast. we've documented the salt lake police quite a bit that counts yeah that does count that's the true true crime that we Luckily, they, give you, they do give you a lot to document i guess yeah. So okay. Well, just business. give us an yeah. Just give us an over an overview, Madison. Like, tell us. Uh, so we've we've we talked about this like when it was happening last year. We talked about like when you guys were on on trial or going to tr trial. I don't I don't know law legal stuff. All I know is there were a bunch of Zoom or WebEx links. Um. And then like sentencing and all that, but like tell us like from kind of the beginning, like what happened on July 9th, twenty twenty, was the day. Ha! Huh. What a day. Um, all right. So on July 9th, uh, Sim Gill announced that he would not be pursuing any form of charges against the police officers who murder murdered um, Bernardo Palacios Carvajal. And in the wake of that, later that day, there was a protest, um, as you know, there had been many throughout all of 2020. Yeah. And so I kind of 
I show up late to the game in this. I um, showed up with my friend Vivian. And when we got there, the DA's office had been covered in red paint. And, you know, I'm sure if you Google this, these are kind of like the infamous images of this. And um, so while we were there, we saw some people kind of announce like, oh, hey, we need help with the, the paint buckets. We need to like rinse them out, put them in a van and, you know, get them out of here. Um, that, and I don't know, I, I never would interpret any kind of like, oh, illicit, like we like hide them or anything like yeah. that. It was very like, it was very flagrant, like, okay, well, we're not just going to leave these here. Like, I don't know, kind of clean up type deal. Anyway, so some people are saying that I didn't know who anyone was. Most people, you know, were all masked up. Um, and yeah, so my friend and I, we help rinse out the buckets and, you know, turn them over, fill them up with water, dump them out. Our hands got some paint on them because we were handling the buckets. Right. I remember like I kind of like wiped it off, like on like the concrete, whatever nearby as much as I could get the paint off of me. Um, rinsed off what I could, was there for a little bit. And then the Salt Lake City police rolled in and they announced that it was an unlawful gathering and we needed to leave. And my friend Vivian, who I was with, she has very severe asthma and the concern that we had, which I think is pretty macabre concern, but um, most people at that time had it, was that the police were going to tear gas us, in which case she would most likely die given um, her medical conditions. So we left and as we were leaving, you know, leaving when we were told, following the rules, um, we were detained by the police. And they asked for our IDs, which, you know, legally they had the right to do that. Um, From my perspective at the time, it was like better to just give it to them then and be able to leave or they would arrest us on the spot. Right. Yeah. So we left. That was that. Um, And basically, long story short, a couple weeks later, I was packing to actually move to New York and I get this DM from mads madalena mcneil and um she'd actually sent me quite a few very desperately and she's like there's a warrant out for your arrest and i was like what kind of you know i kind of thought you had to be kidding yeah and she sent me the screenshot of it and yeah i was uh wanted um wanted criminal folks uh, i so, been it was like degree felony yeah. And it was just because, I mean, they, they checked your ID, so they had your information and yeah. they like saw you there with yeah. like, and you had had like paint on your hands, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like what's so crazy about that is like so many people also got there at like that exact same time. Um, I think that's like, I was probably there just probably shortly after it like literally could have been anyone that just like helped <laughs> get those paint cans. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like one of the most insane things about that, um, that it was just like, they just were like trying to shotgun approach and get who they could. Um, mm-hmm. and like, because they had checked your IDs and like verified that you were there and mm-hmm. like saw you and they could say that you had like paint on you or whatever. They were like, okay, mm-hmm. that's an easy get, I guess. Yeah. So like, was it just like a casted net and see like what ended up in it kind of approach? Cause that's what it, that's what it feels yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, like like that shotgun approach that that Kyle said. It's like, 
don't know. That's that's fucking wild to me. I, I can't say that I'm surprised, but goddamn. No. And that's the thing is like it I kind of had throughout the entire ordeal of like two conflicting things happening in my head logically as somebody who um, you know, I am a communist. I definitely hold I don't hold the police to any high expectations. So my I know the more logical, I guess, side of me that has, you know, read quite a few things was like, okay, but this is how the American state functions. Logically, like, I I know, I know this, and of course they would do these things, but like emotionally, right, as a person it's happening to, I was like, how can this be happening to me? I didn't do anything. Like, not that I felt it should be happening to anyone, but it was just so egregious, um, such an egregious overreaction to punish me and then my friend Vivian, I will mention, we were both charged at the same time. So, yeah. Um, that is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. from there, like, impact on you. Did they, like, go to your family's place as well? I can't remember. Oh, a specific, yeah. It was like, I know they were, like, going to a ton of people's houses. They were going to families' houses, and that yeah. happened to you. So, yeah, I don't know about if that happened to many other people, but, um, so basically what happened to me is when I received that DM from Mads, I just immediately, um, I just kind of went into like go mode and just like grabbed my purse, grabbed my phone. I remember just like very awkwardly going to my roommate and being like, so, um, yeah. And I like, will revert to my customer service voice, I guess, when I get stressed out, um, the trauma of working at, yeah, <laughs> working front facing customer service situation. Uh, but, um, I, I have just like, been informed by the FBI that yeah. I am, uh, currently wanted, so yeah. I'm going to I'm going to take I'm going to take ten. I'm going to get a few things, <laughs> and I will see you later. Yeah, that was that is a very good, <laughs> very welcome good to NPR. <laughs> yeah, so grab my stuff and then just went to a different friend's house and spent the night there. Um, then I just went into hiding. I was staying with a relative of mine out in Kearns, and shortly after that like i want to say maybe two days after i'd gone charged um i get a text from my roommate in the middle of the night informing me informing me that the police had just shown up and um they were banging on the door for a very long time and finally he got up and he he opened he opened the door and he asked if they had a warrant and they flashed their guns at him and said that that would, yeah, and said that that would make things really difficult for them. And then pushed past him into the apartment. Um, so no warrant, yeah. of course. Yeah, that's great. No, no warrant. Yeah, no warrant. Um, very blatant intimidation fa- tactics. And sure. also, not only did my room, obviously my roommate was, you know, bore witness to this, but one of the neighbors too, um, thankfully, like sent my lawyer his account of everything that happened. And yeah, the police illegally searched my apartment, entered and searched my apartment looking for me um, in the middle of the night, which, yeah, um, you know, also I, I think constantly because my room and everything was in a disarray of like, because it was in the middle of packing to move. I'm like, wow, the, the police just saw like all my shit like everywhere, like definitely yeah. probably, yeah, yeah, 
and, and it, it's very like comical in some ways when I think about that, that I'm like, fuck, like did the police like see a vibrator laying out? Probably. <laughs> but then also thinking like, it, I do feel very violated by that too. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there uh, like that intimidation factor. Yeah. I remember like in the lead up to all of your arrests, like Mads was like documenting the cops just like sitting outside her house, like for like the mm-hmm. week just leading up patrolling. to patrolling. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. when we like first recorded with her, I think that had started to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Just like stuff like that, where they were like yeah. literally just and like not in like super inconspicuous, but like just just so you like can see that they're there. <laughs> yeah and like just enough for that um yeah and like well, they seriously yeah. seem to take this so personally mm-hmm. the cops did and sim gill the da that it's like like all of this was it, it just seemed like the reaction it just seems incredibly like juvenile kind of but it's all like just to make people like feel bad and to do things to just make it extra miserable for like what they're going to do. Yeah. On that note, you know, you did mention going to people's houses. So I um, had the misfortune of growing up in Price, Utah, and the police showed up at my parents' house in Price, which is two hours away from Salt Lake. Um, to look for me and my parents um, were actually they were home they were just in the backyard and didn't hear the cops like banging on the door and eventually the cops went to a neighbor of mine who's almost a recluse and were like have you seen Madison and he's like I haven't seen her since she graduated high school Um, (laughs) Madison I haven't heard that name around here for years Um, and he later i guess he was very unnerved because he went to work to call my parents to let them know that the police had um been asking him questions about like my whereabouts and whatnot and they went back to my apartment shortly thereafter that my roommate at that point was just not staying there didn't really feel comfortable and um the neighbor documented them again and the police were there for a long time and um, were threatening to impound my car, which was parked in a private area um, yeah, unless I God. came to the door. Yeah. So, like, I, I mean, we wanted to, 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 like, talk about, like, impacts on you and, like, the people around you. I mean, that's I mean, that's really what it really comes down to. It's just mm-hmm. like being fucking pests to like your friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um even in price. I've, I I remember you mentioning that, but that's like that's insane behavior. It's just mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 harassing with absolute impunity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they did threaten to charge my roommate as well because when they subpoenaed um Mads's Venmo they saw a donation along. This is when Derek Kitchen, they threatened to. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super cool. Uh, yeah. Super cool. Right. Um, yeah. They they contacted him, um, called him and said that they were going to press charges, basically. Um, and so he lawyered up. On, on what grounds? Because that he had donated money to Mad. So therefore, he had been like an accomplice. Yeah. So but yeah, I, I, and I understand that. I'm just I'm trying to. Yeah put my my fucking lawyer hat on and say how can you prove that money that was donated went to the paint yeah how can I mean, that is that's an 
that's you can't prove that beyond a reasonable doubt. Did they end doubt. up charging him with, it, with with anything? I can't remember. No, he didn't. Um, the, all the people. Okay, so a little behind the scenes thing with that is um, through the grapevine. I know somebody, somebody who their their uncle, of course, it's something like that kind of connection. Their uncle works for the SLCPD and was bragging to this person. Um, about how they wanted to go after every goddamn person that they could in, with yeah. any of the most minor connections to this possible. And they were very proud and just like, God, they had like a hard on for going after anybody. Yeah. I mean, because they're they literally getting they're They're being given the chance to go after people who were protesting them that day Yeah, to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People who went against the state. So like yeah, they, yeah. I mean, if people who are listening to this probably like were at, at least one protest wherever you live. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> but like just the just a lot of the attitudes with like the cops that they give off in those situations. Um, you, I mean, some of them just have like a certain vibe about them where they're just like hoping someone tries something, you know? <laughs> and this was like their opportunity to be like, we can get them <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. And now's they now's did. our shot, and, boys. Cause I mean, like, I, I mean, really like they, uh, they probably don't give too much of a shit about Sim Gill in particular. Um, they, I mean, he hasn't like gone after any of them. So, I mean, they're probably stoked about that, but like, yeah, they felt like a lot of the protests were like directly against them because they often were. Um, and this was their chance to fucking peg people for lack of a better word for, yeah, for protesting against them. So pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, it's a great, great use of, you know, public funds, just our justice system working perfectly. Love it. Yeah. So what was like the whole court process and everything that you went through? Are you like done now? I mean, I know you're probably like on probation or something. I don't know how that works, but. Yes. Yes. So um, just kind of, I know, uh, to answer that up front, um, I'm currently on a plea in abeyance period my veins period right now um and that is 12 months long so in june it will be over upon the payment of restitution which you know that's something else we'll get to but yeah um yeah so long story short yes i am by and large done the court process though uh that is its own hellish experience and um you know I've watched plenty of Law and Order, so obviously I am a legal expert here. Uh, We're all huge fans of Dick Wolf. Oh, yeah, man. Um, But, um, yeah, the court experience, it was really kind of a mindfuck when it first all began that everything was moving at this very glacial pace, but also kind of at like supersonic speed at the same time for me knowing that I could be arrested at any given moment and my bail was $25,000 and I would be held until, you know, some payment of that (laughs) had been received. Um, You know, that could happen whenever, but at the same time, you know, finding a lawyer was a huge problem. Um, Well, not a huge problem. It was, that's a whole process in and of itself. And then my lawyer having to go through and, you know, taking time to file um all these appeals and things with the court because he wanted to do a bail hearing for me um 
because my bail was set at $25,000. And things like that, when I would talk to him, he's like, yes, so I just filed these. Um, However, you know, it's going to be the weekend. So, you know, you probably won't hear back about it for a couple of days. It's like, oh, so. That's lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, everybody's bombarding me. All, of course, very well-meaning of family, friends being like, are you okay? Are you, what's going on? What's going on? Do you have any updates? It's like, no, no, I don't. You literally just don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. And then. Yeah. So, and, and also, like, I think it should be mentioned, like, the initial charges were, like, extremely high for all of you. So, how many people, I, I can't remember how many in total uh, people received, like, the same charges as you. Yeah. So, what was it? eight people um yeah i believe eight sorry i'm so sorry that i i should know that um more off no, the top of good. my head um but you know we received these charges and they by and large most of us were charged with first degree felonies carrying life sentences because they had yeah, yeah um yeah. They, especially like hearing they, just exactly what you did and like what happened and then it's like life sentence it's like yeah life that's sentence awesome. for that. and yeah so with that um they had been gang enhanced, which is the important thing to note that some people like, how could these possibly be carrying a life sentence? And, um, Sim Gill had tacked on gang enhancements essentially that were meant to target organized crime or, you know, gangs, meaning let's try and punish as many like people of color as we can. Um, but yeah, that he essentially was claiming that we were all responsible for one another and that we were, whether we intended it or not, we were operating as a gang, as a unified front. So God. henceforth, we had to be punished to the full ex- extent of the lie. I don't know, man. The paint washers have been a really uh, detrimental <laughs> gang in Salt Lake for years. They've yeah, been, man. I mean, they've been working on havoc on the train yards. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Won't someone think of those train yards? And did they try you all together? I can't remember how that worked as well. Yes. So um, that was, uh, yeah, yes and no. Um, By and large, the core eight of us who were charged predominantly just with the paint um, or other minor things relating to the protests in the case of like Mads or Mustafik. We were all kind of charged with that. And then the separate charges came in the case of um, Manny and Lavelle, who were also, yes, part of the group in Sim Gill's eyes, um, but they broke windows. So so that was the other thing that is worth mentioning is that um, it's alleged that Manny and Lavelle uh, broke these windows at the DA's office, which they were trying to hold everyone else accountable for. Gotcha, Which also yeah. you see kind of the that then trickles down into them going after people like my roommate or Derek Kitchen for these donations. Yep. It's like, well, if you hadn't donated that money, then these protests wouldn't have occurred or wouldn't have gone yeah. quote unquote out of hand. And these windows, God forbid, would never have been broken if it weren't for you. So Yeah. Absurd. Which really brings into question a lot of other issues surrounding freedom of speech. Um, that you are trying to hold just 
not even guilt by association at that point. It's just guilt by presence. It doesn't matter if you were actually knew anybody or if you saw what happened, if you were just there, they wanted you held accountable and held and punished to punish you as much as they possibly could. And yeah. So, and for just quite literally being in the wrong spot at the, Mm -hmm. at the right time for the cops, like they Mm -hmm. just like, yeah. Um, did you have any, any interaction with Sim Gill throughout this whole process or no? God, no. Um, no, I did not. And I think about that a lot of whether or not that would have made it better or worse for me. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I, he's, so Simgill is, uh, for those who aren't aware, is the Salt Lake um, DA. Um, he's like a, he's like a Pete Buttigieg guy. <laughs> like he. Yeah. He endorsed, oh, he endorsed fucking. Oh. Yeah, like all of them did. Every Democrat in Utah, all the elected Democrats did except Ben McAdams. They got high hopes, man. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, uh, yeah, he's like just like a normal, like liberal DA. Um, But like, I mean, people brought journalists uh, at the time, like brought it up to him. Like, like, why the hell are you doing? Are you doing like the the charges that you are carrying the weight of these charges. Like, do you think that's a bit of an overreaction? Even if, if anyone had done what they were accused of doing, which was painting a wall on the DA's office, do you think that that really carries that kind of charge? And no regrets, uh, at the time, or I'm sure since then for, uh, for Sim Gill, I mean, like, he never, I mean, and that's just like more of that bullshit where like, there's no way he would have thought that any of you guys were going to go to prison for life, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it's just bullshit. Like it was just completely like vindictive and literally to send a message. So I'm assuming, Mm -hmm. I'm just curious, like your thoughts on Sim Gill. I don't, I like you mentioned, you didn't have any interaction with him, but, um, just like reading his comments at the time, I'm sure it was very fun for you. Um, so actually, first and foremost, my lawyer would always describe Sim Gill as Utah's Bill Barr, which I feel yeah. is awesome. yeah, pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Vote blue That's no matter who. My lawyer. Yeah. God, right. Um, yeah. I so I that was something that always really stuck with me. Um, and I think I've thought about a lot since then. But yeah. <sighs> And that was something um, that I would see people bring up kind of in defense of the charges quite a bit of there is a quote of Sim Gill saying that, oh, I don't think prison, exactly. any of these charges will result in prison time. Well, then why the fuck? Yeah, why the you fuck you do it? That? Yeah. Yeah. And like, like just, you are, yeah. you're essentially just admitting that this is coercive. And the thing is, like, this is a very common practice throughout the United States. They like, usually just don't say it yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, he's saying the quiet part out loud, but right. like, this is what he's doing. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Um, and- and correct me if I'm wrong, but was I swear it was either like the Trib or the Deseret News or something like printed a bunch of texts that mm-hmm. were uh, that that Sim Gill and other people in power, I believe the mayor as well, um, mm-hmm. sent that day and like during the day of of the big protest downtown. And, I don't even and Sim, this. Sim said something about like, look what Where they've done my to my police. yeah, look what they did to yeah. my fucking building, my my <laughs> building. Which, like, again, you gave the game away. Like, Buddy got his feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, people defied I, I, defied him familiar. and, like, you know, made him look like a bit of a cuck. And, like, he threw a fit and used his position of power to, like, 
scapegoat people and to like you know yeah. like he used the apparatus of the state to to inflict the absolute fear of god in people and it's like you know mm-hmm. it's rinse wash repeat for people in in power but it's still like when it affects people you know personally and people that you have relationships with like it brings a whole new element of it and it's just again it's not surprising but it's so it's so disheartening. And I, I mean, and I'm saying this as, as a complete outsider. I can't imagine what it must feel being being somebody who was directly affected. Yeah. Yeah. And all of this was just done to serve. His, he has the most cancerous ego. And yes. that is all it was for was serving his ego. He had the most juvenile of temper tantrums. And look, you know, the thing is, like, I get it. When I get my feelings hurt, I I can be a bit dramatic too, but the thing is, I don't threaten people with life in prison. I don't send cops after people. You know, we don't have the power yeah. as regular people to inflict that type of pain um, just over hurt feelings. Unfortunately for everyone else, and unfortunately for me, Sim Gill does have that power. Yeah. And probably will for a while. Yeah. I mean, he's beloved. No re- it's not, it's yeah, wild it's not to like me. They're, yeah. Yeah. And and that was one of the things. um, So the Utah Black Democratic Caucus did officially withdraw their support of Sengo Mm -hmm. immediately following all of this. Um, And this is, uh, I guess, just touches into a territory that I experienced a lot um, being on the receiving end of this. Uh, There was a lot of talks of the Utah Dems themselves. officially withdrawing support of Sim Gill and going to, they were like, this is maybe some behind the scenes chatter, but they were telling us the defendants like, Oh, we're trying to find another candidate. We'll be announcing soon. We're going through people because we don't want to run him again. And nothing as far as I know has ever come from those conversations. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Really, really great stuff. (laughs) So there was, and that's was something I, I had to become accustomed to very quickly was a lot of uh, false promises um, coming from people about like, oh, all the change that was going to happen yeah. or that they personally would even undertake because of how unjust what was happening to me was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, damn. Damn. I, yeah, I, so, I, we haven't talked about Sim for a while, but man, that that guy, I, just his quotes at the time also. I mean, I didn't go through this personally, but I was just like, my God. Um, yeah, so, and then fuck, he also man. had yeah. the audacity to post. And look, I, I do not try to look at comments or anything like that. I try to preserve what little mental health and stability I have. But um, I was sent a screenshot of something that Sim Gill posted when Derek Chauvin was convicted. Oh God. And he was talking about how justice, like, oh, this is justice, guys. Like we're seeing it's just a small step, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And luckily a bunch of people I knew were like, quit your job, motherfucker. Like you are the you are part of the system. Like why are you charging protesters? And then you turn around and talk about how great it is that like these cops, these murderous cops are being charged. It's the most mealy mouth bullshit imaginable. Yeah. 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 And again, I can't say that I'm surprised in the slightest because of course you're gonna like you're gonna play both sides of the fence and he understands people that endorse that's people that endorse Pete Buttigieg behavior, right? There. Totally. I mean, yeah, that's absolutely. Pete, Pete does the same shit. Absolutely. He did the same mm-hmm. shit. Behavior. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So as we close things out, do you want to just talk about the uh, the bail funds? Like, talk about like restitution and everything, um, because mm-hmm. we've talked about how like um, we're funneling people's money to the bail fund, but also just like so, if you get some context on like all of that, mm-hmm. that would be great. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, like thank you both so much. Um, it really does mean a lot to me and to the other defendants. I've seen your posts your tweets and that um, the donations that you've made. But yes, to answer the question, part of our plea deal, um, and taking a plea deal is its own kind of fraught issue. But part of the plea deal was all of us, well, with the exception of Manny and Lavelle, um, paying this $8,442 in restitution. Um, And that was to cover the charge or cover the cost of paint removal essentially because yeah. we know paint removal is a very expensive thing but i will just get a fucking that- pressure washer exactly yeah right. do you know how much so, fucking graffiti i have like had to remove in my shut the fuck up so where these numbers came from was the insurance agency themselves um it should be noted oh, cool. that these numbers differ quite a bit from the very high numbers Sim Gill was um, self-reporting to the press in the early stages of Great. Yeah, and the I'm numbers sure he himself used as precedent for charging us. So that's you yeah. know, just keep that in your mind. But anyway, do you got, do you know have any intel on those numbers as far as like where he got where he got it, or was it just like he just cherry picked them out of like thin air? Yeah, um, I do not have any intel on that. It just kind of seems like that's what he said and it's just very interesting that you know he had a certain precedent for um charging us and there is actually not a lot of evidence to corroborate that but you know what what do i know uh i've just law and order educated on this uh, on these issues but um yeah so part of this plea deal was we had to pay restitution and um, essentially pay back the cost from the insurance paying out uh, for this. And yeah, we have a GoFundMe. Um, we need to pay back the entirety of it by next June, June, 2022. Um, and we are about 40,000 in, which is honestly very impressive, but that does leave quite a bit for us to yeah. kind of grapple with on our own should be noted that none of the people charged in this uh, have a lot of money, very much myself included. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and it, it it is just another way of, if we can't pay this, then we just draw out the plena banes longer and longer and longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just another form of punishment to get us however many ways they can, whether it's uh, putting us in prison or driving us into debt. So, um, if anybody wants to donate, I very much appreciate it. If you can't donate, sharing is obviously a great thing. Go guilt, go guilt all the like white liberal moms, you know, who have the like in this house, we believe science is real science. Like send it to them and get them to pay. Every woman in my neighborhood. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's very Greg's neighborhood. Yeah. Um, if you go to GoFundMe or you Google GoFundMe and pay off July 9th SLC protesters restitution, you can go there. We'll put it in the uh, description as well. It's on your Twitter, I think. Yes, so it is. In I my, think it's, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm not very creative with my social media, so my handle is the same on everything. That's Madison Tate. On Twitter, it's Madison underscore T-A-Y-T. 
you can find really the branching links. out there with the underscore <laughs> I know. Well, that's a whole long story that somebody else is taking my identity. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find it in my bio on everything. Um, I'm pretty obnoxious about it, posting it every so often. To be no, like, hey, I mean, it's good. It's still going on. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah. as mentioned, like, thank you everyone who listens to this podcast mm-hmm. and like subscribes to the Patreon because that's like what m- money is going towards. So yeah. Um, yeah. Really appreciate people. Um, I, I mean, also being supportive of that, but yeah. So donate if you can for real, because I'm like, it cannot be emphasized enough how just like <laughs> complete bullshit all of this is. Um yeah, yeah, and it's like it literally could have been just like anyone who was there, and you were like one of the lucky people. So yeah, yeah, and you know, if if not for me, there are a, bun- a bunch of other people who are wrapped up in these charges as well. That uh, also, you know, they none of us deserve this. None right. of us, and it's something you know. It like you said, it could happen to anyone, and I think everyone who was at a protest in any capacity, whether or not it was in Salt Lake or, you know, in a different state or wherever can probably maybe empathize with this a little bit that it could yeah. have been them. It's crazy. I mean, it's, it was like pretty similar all over and, um, it's, and of course they've been doing like, you know, the rubber stamped, uh, copy paste legislation from state to state. Like when it comes to like cars and protesters, like that's a thing that like we're doing here, like yeah. just protecting people from protesters, but really that just means allowing them to like injure or kill protesters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, it's, it's happening everywhere. And a lot of those like types of people are like very much on the side of the police, both, uh, philosophically and, um, in practice at these events. So yeah. like in the future, like try to like be as careful as possible around any, anyone, but like, this is like the type of thing that if they're not going to get you with like violent means and mm-hmm. some instances, like where we saw so many like cops, like shooting people with like rubber bullets or tear gassing people or hitting them with cars that or, happened or all pushing them year. on their heads. Like that. that yeah. Or, or yeah. Like quite literally that stuff too. Like, um, you know, in response to you know someone like Mads pushing the cops supposedly or shifting, shifting her weight, her weight. Or shifting her weight. well and yeah, we should also like, this is we, the this is the other side of that where if it's they're not going to get back at you in the moment they'll get you with something like this if they can <laughs> we should note that Michelle Mauer my co-defendant was also brutally assaulted by the police officers yeah, they that's right. blew yeah. a leg it blew a hole in her leg they broke her nose um I, yeah. If I remember correctly, she had a concussion, a pretty severe concussion afterwards. I, I double check on that, but um, that was during I, the sh- the weight shifting yeah, portion the, of the protest. Yeah. yeah, and she then later they turned around and charged her with the exact same things as me after brutal, like I said, just beating the ever living shit out of her. Yeah, and they they will add insult very much add insult to injury if they can. Yeah, it, yeah. it honestly it it feels like like the worst kind of flex 
by oh, by yeah. the police state being like, oh, if it, yeah, if you if you pour a little paint, well, look what we can do, motherfuckers. Do you really mm-hmm. want this to happen to you? You know, it's an mm-hmm. awfully pretty leg you have. It would be a shame if something happened to it. Well, you to tie this back, and I'm I'm not trying to you know lionize myself or any of us in this, but to go back to what you were mentioning about Assange earlier, that this is. In to different degrees, we are seeing the reaction that the state, oh, the extent that the state will go to to punish anyone who causes not even, let's not even say that this is, you know, we're fighting back against anything. Anyone who mildly embarrasses the state and yeah. makes them look maybe ridiculous or a laughing stock for even a fraction of a moment, the extent that they will go to to ruin your fucking life. Yeah, I mean, there are how many states now with legislation that say you can run over a protester Mm -hmm. in your car. That is fine. That is okay. Vehicular, what used to be vehicular homicide, vehicular manslaughter is now completely justified. Yeah. So, and like similar charges were, were dished out to like protesters in, in Denver as well, mm-hmm. um, or kind of around the same time. Like, it's just like, like, exactly. As you're saying, like anyone who's willing to, to stand up or embarrass the state at any point, uh, mm-hmm. they're just like waiting for a moment to pounce and they feel like they can get away with it or know they can, like they did in, in this instance, um, well, at all yeah. levels. And think about um, this also happened in Utah, the 19 year old who was charged with a hate crime for um, defacing a back the blue sign like this is. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because police are a fucking race now. Yeah, they're a protected group now. Listen, We got to protect the thumbs. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the. and, And this is the main thing that I really even even above know helping with restitution or anything you know maybe getting some gill out of power or something like that more than that what i want people to really grasp from what happened to me what happened to my go defend my co-defendants and what's happened to other protesters across the country is to really come to terms with the reality that we are facing if you consider yourself like vaguely progressive whether you're like an anarchist or communist like myself that we, this is what we are up against of they will do anything possible to ruin your life. They, they don't have scruples. They are not your friends. There is not this law and order, like this nobility that so many people think Um, they will, they will go after a 19 year old for defacing quote unquote. Of Can a I, I just have to, yeah. yeah, I just have to read part of this. It says, um, yeah, Utah is one of at least five states, along with Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, and New Hampshire, that list law enforcement officers along with race and gender in their hate crime laws protected categories. Um, Jesus. Lauren Gibson, 19, is accused of stomping on a back of the blue sign while, quote, smirking in an intimidating manner at a Garfield <laughs> County Sheriff's deputy. The deputy had pulled over a group of vehicles for speeding. Um the the officer wrote in a court in court documents the incident should be treated as a hate crime because it was an quote an attempt to intimidate law enforcement. They're literally charging her for being the Joker. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. I mean, it's horrific, but it's like what the fuck? it's it. They're just so that's just so embarrassing. 
But yeah, that's that's like right up there with like, you can't get a teaching job in Texas if you don't swear your allegiance to Israel. Oh, yeah. Or a state contract. Like, uh, I like we, the company that I, uh, currently work for, um, like was selling something to like the state of Texas or, or whatever, but our, our sales guy, he like, he, he, when he was doing this deal with like this, it was just like with a, it must've been like a local government in in Texas somewhere, like just some random like County in Texas sent over documents saying that we couldn't like boycott Israel (laughs) as a company in order to get that contract, which is really fun. I'm going to go to Texas and I'm going to become a billionaire just because I get a Neftali Bennett face tattoo. Dude, I would love that for you. I'm going to be so fucking rich. Anyway. Oh, my God. Well, I think that's a pretty good place to end it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Craig moving to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So big things coming. Watch Watch this this space space yet again. Watch this space that I won't be living in much longer. You watch the space and watch Greg's face. as he. uh, There we go. As he uses that for a mural for better things to come. Well, Madison, thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure having you and meeting you via uh, video stuff. Yeah. Pleasure being on, on, guys. Wow. Online video software. Um, yeah. So uh, donate, please. Madison, any final parting words for the people? Uh, no, no, not. Nice. Nothing, nothing too profound. Just, you know, God, you know, please donate. That'd be great. As always. Fuck Sim Gill. Um, That's right. And Wholeheartedly. Like, all my yeah. homies hate Sim Gill. All the homies hate Sim Gill. Um, and, but, you know, try just try and learn from this of any unlearn whatever trust or faith you have in our government, in our legal system, in the police. Like, do it for yourself and your own protection. Um, and, yep. like, just behave, try and carry yourself or carry yourself with a little bit of wisdom, that wisdom that they will go after you if they can. Greg from you. Merry Christmas. We'll bring it back. I'll bring it back. Yeah. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Sorry. I didn't know Hanukkah was over. Uh, (laughs) What else? Happy new year for that cancel me that's fine um hopefully 2022 is a stellar year for everyone involved and we're gonna have a good time all right everyone (laughs) have a good one Bye. bye
Stay strong.